Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, December 23rd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The heaviest of the snow has moved out, but the high winds and extreme wind chills will continue today. This Arctic blast is playing havoc with holiday travel plans for many, including Springfield, Illinois resident Krista Austin. She was among several passengers dealing with flight delays yesterday at St. Louis Lambert International Airport. Frustrated, sad, you know, disappointed, uh, looking to see if driving is an option. Uh, we don't know, so we're looking. Airport officials are advising people planning to fly out today to check with their airline. And travel on the roads is not a sure thing. The high winds continue to blow yesterday's snow, and the cold temperatures are making the treatment put out by road crews less effective. But AAA Missouri spokesman Nick Chiberia says more than 7 million people will likely be traveling on the roads of Missouri and Illinois between today and January 2nd. You know, we expect that to, to still stay on track. What it may do is it may condense the days that folks travel. Um, you know, typically uh, Friday and Saturday, you know, are expected to be the busiest travel times in the afternoon and the evening hours. Chaberia says many travelers who planned to hit the roads yesterday likely delayed those plans by a day or two. The bone-chilling temperatures that arrived yesterday will likely be short-lived. Wind chills of 30 below have hit the area, but the temperature should rebound quickly. Kevin Deitch is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in St. Louis. The good news is by Christmas, we'll we'll be in the low to mid-20s. So we could go from extreme cold at the Christmas holiday to above normal by the New Year's holidays. Deitch says temperatures next week might be in the 50s. He says those trends are likely to hold on through the new year. In other news, work schedules will look different for the men and women of the St. Louis County Police Department starting Christmas Day. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on the change to 12-hour shifts. Right now, the department's 500-plus patrol officers work 10-hour shifts. Starting 6 a.m. on December 25th, they will begin working 12 hours at a time. 12 hours is a longer working day, but it gives officers more days off, says Captain Brian Shellman, the commander of the department's research bureau. And he says the 12-hour shifts are easier for the department to staff. You're filling two shifts rather than filling three shifts because obviously 10 doesn't go into 24 evenly. So uh, it takes less bodies in the division of patrol to pull off the 12-hour shifts. 12-hour shifts were one of the recommendations of the Teneo report. I'm Rachel Lipman. St. Louis Public Radio. New data from the U.S. Census Bureau shows Illinois lost more than 140,000 residents over the past two years. The agency's annual estimate of population change shows the decrease between April of 2020 to July of this year. Illinois had the third highest population loss behind California and New York. The same data shows Missouri saw an increase of about 5,000 residents over that time period. The U.S. Department of Agriculture expects national farm income to increase nearly 14 percent from last year to a record $160 billion. Even adjusted for inflation, that's the highest since 1973. The windfall comes after a challenging year. Drought, bird flu, and high input prices made it expensive and difficult to run a farm. Barrett Nelson is with the American Farm Bureau. It's important to note that as these prices have risen, they've really risen because of obstacles. Those challenges tightened supplies and pushed up prices, but the price tags for things like animal feed, fertilizer, and fuel 
have risen faster than revenues. St. Louis welcomed more than 700 refugees over the past year who fled Afghanistan after Taliban fighters seized control of their homeland. Some are trying to start businesses to create jobs that will attract other Afghans to the area. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, the entrepreneurs want to reflect their culture and help new arrivals feel comfortable in the region. Okay, Shiroka. Puya Zabihula is taking photos of a woman inside a dome-shaped greenhouse at the Missouri Botanical Garden. She's near a waterfall where he directs her to walk toward the cycads and pose. The 21-year-old Afghan refugee enjoys taking portraits, birthday, or engagement shoots, but he started a business to pursue his passion, wedding photography. Zabihula became interested in photography as a teenager. His family left Kabul, Afghanistan in 2010 and moved to Turkey. While there, his family sought help from the United Nations and came to St. Louis in August 2021. They chose the city because they knew people in the region would help them. He's still learning to speak English, so he spoke recently through Moji Siddiqui. She works for the International Institute of St. Louis and manages programs to help Afghans. When, when he first came to St. Louis, they were busy taking programs and services at the International Institute uh, from like financial literacy classes to beginner English classes. Last year, the International Institute created the Afghan Community Support Program to assist new arrivals with housing, employment, and their basic needs. Arreo Benson is CEO of the Institute. He says the program can help St. Louis, which has seen a significant decline in population over the past few decades. We know that the Afghan community is also has an entrepreneurial background, so we expect to see Afghan businesses grow. The Institute also set up the Afghan Entrepreneurship Grant Fund, which provides applicants $15,000 to start a business. Zabihula applied for the grant, but didn't receive one. He works at a sandwich shop to fund his wedding photography business on his own. Besides his native Dari, he also speaks Farsi, Turkish, Kurdish, and Azerbaijani. Siddiqui says those are valuable skills in a city with growing numbers of people from Central and South Asia. He has cultural experience, and in St. Louis specifically, there are no Afghan photographers at his level. Amin Sahel also is trying to get his business up and running in St. Louis. He and his family resettled in the region from Kabul in June 2021. Sahel worked as an interpreter and cultural advisor for the U.S. government. His life was quickly uprooted when U.S. officials advised him to leave as soon as possible because the Taliban would target him. Sahel had to start over when he moved to St. Louis. He didn't have a home or a job, so opening the Afghan rug business was almost an afterthought. Now that he's settled, he's been working on his business plan and is trying to start a limited liability company. But he's struggling with funding the online shop. The biggest challenge that right now I have is financially, I can say I'm the only person who works in my family. Sahel says it will take about $20,000 to start his business. He has about 5000 of that set aside, but he needs more time to save the rest. 
He also plans to sell other culturally related household goods so new Afghan families can feel comfortable in St. Louis. In this evacuation, people just came with whatever outfit that they had on. They couldn't bring anything with them. Sahel and Zabihula hope their businesses show other Afghans across the country that St. Louis is a place where they can plant new roots and grow. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Before wrapping up, this is the final episode of The Gateway for 2022. We are taking a break for the holidays, so this daily extravaganza will not return until early January. A big thanks to all in the newsroom this year whose work makes this podcast a reality. Also to those who fill in when I'm not around. And thanks to all who download the podcast or just listen at stlpr.org. That includes the listeners who call me out when there is a mistake and I had a doozy this year. Enjoy the holiday season. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur, and a big thanks to Ryan as well. He's been with us since day one. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.